The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0-Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3 Take, presented by SeatGeek. This is episode 332. I'll be your host, Kyle Corden. I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes and Ryan Ripkin. Gentlemen, it's good to be back. Happy New Year. Beanie Ryan is officially on the scene. Officially on the scene. I'll try to prop it up. But yeah, Happy New Year's, guys. It's been, been forever. Didn't know if I was ever going to come back, but you know, it's nice to be back in 2023. I mean, to be fair, we, we've offered a number of times, but football takes precedent for, for you at this it's time. It's true. You've been locked fair. in. It's fair. Yeah. There, it's was, fair. there were some obligations that I had to take care of that, that, mm-hmm. I, that happens. In other cases, it didn't work out. But here we are, and we're, you know, we're all across uh, the globe. We're all of. over the globe right now. we got Dude. Ryan holding it down out in, out in Maryland. Nate's in his usual just paradise as he'd call it but i'm in the i'm in the true paradise we're out here in maui holding it down out here in maui got all the time zones covered um it's like i said dude, it's 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 truly paradise nate not to rub it in i know you you love life out there in in chandler that, that, but the only thing we're missing is water you got what we're missing and boy do we have it out here how's and your I'm phone saying, doing I'm by saying the way we Did- yeah, <laughs> I'm I, I'm a Maui resident now. I'm not coming back. So, uh, yeah, my phone not it it it. Uh, did you put in some rice? It was close to death. Mm. So you uh, did the right. Did you put in rice? I didn't put in rice because it said not to put in rice. Even though people always say to put in rice, I didn't want to run the risk. But uh, for those who have no idea what Nate's talking about, uh, we were out here just hanging out in the Maui waters, and. Turtle sea turtles are huge out here. Like that's a big thing, real big thing. And we've come to learn that that's the that's the case. And so we're just hanging out at one of the beaches. Actually, it was the beach we've spent the last number of days on because it's just the best. It's like my new favorite beach. Uh, we're just hanging out, and all of a sudden we see this this turtle come swim, swimming along just a few feet from us. So I'm like, uh, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go grab my phone and flip it on. Switch, uh, pull up the camera, and I was like, "Well, he's not popping his head up, so let's just let's just go to where he is. Let's just meet him where he is." And so, dropped the phone down as it's recording. Got like a you know good 15, 16 second video, but was it worth losing my phone for the next day or two because it wouldn't charge because there was water in the phone? Super uh, risky. The answer was yes. The answer was yes. The, the video was <laughs> worth it. Absolutely. I'll I'll sacrifice my phone for a day or two, but. But yeah, dude, it's it's freaking sweet out here. Highly recommend uh, if you ever have a, an opportunity to splurge a little bit on a trip, you're looking for a, a destination place. Don't go, don't go to Europe. Don't go to, don't go to Asia. Come out here to Maui. It's it's the best. Highly recommend. Mm. I'm sold. Although Nate would probably <laughs> tell you Chandler is still the place to go to. So. 
I can be sold. Uh, I do on want both to golf here. there, though. I do want to golf in Hawaii. I've always wanted the to play golf, golf courses there. we've driven yeah. by are phenomenal. they look gorgeous. Yeah, they are incredible. Definitely always wanted to do that, but yeah, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad Sea Turtle didn't didn't uh, you know ruin your trip. Um, but are they like big? Are they like do they chase you at all? Or are they they no man? They're they're, they're just doing the their own turtle, thing. The tur- I'll tell you this: the turtle and Finding Nemo is literally how all the turtles are. Like that's what I was about chill, to go to. Just like you know, doing their floating along, letting the waves take them. Just they're just so the out, so the man. movie cor- correctly portrayed Absolutely. what you saw. Like besides know, being animated, yeah, I don't know how much like turtle weed they've got down there. I don't. I I can't speak <laughs> to that. But just in terms of their temperament, it's they're just super chill. They're just cuckoo chew yeah. out in the big old blue. <laughs> they, <laughs> they could be saying that to us. I have no idea. I don't speak I like turtle, it. but that it's the best. Highly That's what we're going to believe. That's what we're going to believe. It's not like, well, you know what? You had a great experience. Uh, a lot, you know, a lot, I think, happened that day, you know, news-wise. But, I mean, nothing, you can't put a, you can't put a um, price on a moment, right? Oh, no. On a no, moment we, like that? It, so, the way it happened, if I recall, I believe the, the, t, the, the sea turtle film date was one day and then i think the next day was the first day with the full day that i was without my phone and Ah, i think that's when the the big news bomb dropped and i'm just hanging out without the slightest clue as to what's going on and then i plug my phone my phone finally starts working like later that day or the next morning or something and and i it's blown up by nate and ryan letting me know uh, that Raphael Devers was signed to extension. But before we get to that, we're going to talk Trevor Bauer. The Dodgers DFA'd Trevor Bauer on Friday. I think this was something that most people were expecting. I think a lot of people were caught off guard as to just how long it took the Dodgers to come to this decision. Um, I mean, I I don't want to talk poorly about the guy because you get into the the whole legal you there's a broader scope to be talked about here in terms yeah. of what happened legally uh what the what the outcomes of of that process were but i've i've said it on here before this if i were the dodgers this would have been the easiest decision for me for me to make like the regardless what the the judicial outcome was i don't want this distraction on my team. And I think the Dodgers had to come to grips with that. And I think that's the decision or that's what went into the decision that they made because they're like, irregardless of this guy's talent, like we gotta, we gotta just cut ties and and move forward. Yeah. I, I, I think it was the, it's, 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 it's good optics, right? And you talk about distractions and it also helps the Dodgers are not an organization that, can't can't survive without him, and and this is I'm looking at it strictly baseball wise. We like you 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 made a the, you know great introduction to it. We don't need to talk about all the other stuff because that's or I won't. Looking at the baseball sense, and if you're looking at straight optics, it's the right move for them. The Dodgers are able to play. I mean, look look how great they were last year. You know, the Dodgers are going to be just fine. Uh, move on, clean slate, and kind of wait to see how the rest unfolds. Right. Nate, what do you think? I'm I'm kind of in the middle because it's like, you know, you see 
teams that stick, and I understand this is like a higher profile guy, but you see teams stick with guys that have done some some difficult things off the field. You see teams that, you know, kind of double down. I understand that, you know, he's not like a longtime Dodger, so there's not any real attachment there. There's no, I'm sure there's no real love lost on the fans either. So like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Um, Will Mitterbrooks was kind of saying something that I, that was a really good point. When I was watching one of his videos, he was saying that like, it's not just this offseason stuff. Trevor Bauer comes with all like the YouTube channel. He comes with like the drones. Like he's got like all these things around him. The persona, um, like that yeah, comes with him. and like walking through the clubhouse and like you got you know you're filming and stuff. And, like Ryan, you you've been in a clubhouse. It's like it's kind of a private thing. Like you know, there's not there shouldn't be that boundary crossed. And it seems like from what it sounds like, Middlebrooks was saying was like there's too many guys in a clubhouse that just aren't about that. So it's like, it's going to be interesting moving forward of like what team is willing to take that, that flyer. I'm kind of lost on like the next steps because he's owed the 22 and change that's coming from the Dodgers. Are we assuming that, I mean, this just goes through like waiver wire, right? It just goes through waivers and it's a league minimum deal the, or what? Which is the expected uh, outcome. They, it's it's believed that he will clear waivers and the team that signs him will be for league minimum. And then, I mean... In the open market. Do we see like an immediate extension or is it just like a one-year $700,000 deal? Like, We'll talk... Let's, uh, let's get into the fine print of all this. I do want to make sure we get to the voicemails. We did have a few of those. Uh, let's see what we got for those and let's hope that this voicemail feature works because we've had not so great luck in the past. So let's, uh, let's roll the dice and see what we got here. This is great transition music, thank you. I was trying like the law of order. I'm just a cleaning lady. Alright. Are we really going to have to do this the old-fashioned way again? I hate this. All right. Give me a second. Hey, you we, know. Um, what are we, like 5,000 episodes in and just continuing hey, this to... isn't... I mean, this isn't on me. I don't... I, no. I don't know why you, you think this isn't me. It's just... This is how we operate. This is how we do this it. Is the, this is the technology. This is the way this the cookie crumbles. This is how we do it. This is how we this do how it. We you kind of look like a hipster right. with that beanie. Uh, it's it, I'm trendy, Nate. It's cool. It's called trendy. You look young. Heard of you a look... tr- really? Because you you told me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you do look awfully That's sickly right now. I'm worried okay, about let's you. Let's get let's talk about baseball more. Let's <laughs> all not right, talk here we about go. my my yeah. All right, here we go. The old the old fashioned way, right into the mic here. Yeah, no. I think the whole Trevor Barron thing is kind of getting blown out of proportion. Uh, I don't want to see him on the Dodgers. No, no one does. I think he'd be great for, for Seattle. I think his electricity and his vibe 
to be great, teamed up with Julio and a bunch of other players. I think on Seattle, they can really do something good. But, uh, you know, free cover Bauer. Bauer outage. That's all I got to say. All right, Seattle. I don't hate that. I will that. say it is, it is, for lack of a better term, it's comical to see how so many of these fan bases just could not care less about the legal process, like what went into this decision being made. They're just like, they see this this pitcher yeah. that's presumably going to be a free agent who's rather talented, and they're just saying, with open arms, just come to fill in the blank, whatever city. Well, and I think the point too is Seattle, right? And so, and Seattle's a team that we've talked about in the past. They're trying to get energy and talking about it with a fan base that has waited for so long for the team to, you know, make noise again, right? And here they were making noise, and they still haven't been to a World Series. And when that, with that desperation, that you know, it comes out. So, but do you think I see? I look at a team like Seattle, and I'm just like, I don't know if that would be the team to just cross the line in terms of it. And again, oh, you, I, I didn't say the team it, wise, but I, I understand what you right, mean. Right, right. No, but I, but yeah. it, it it creates a bigger question: is like which what team? And it's what everybody wants to know: like what team is going to be. I don't know if desperate is the right word. I'm sure there are teams that are desperate for a, a, a talented arm that could help them out, but it's it's more of a question of which team is just going to, for all intents and purposes, disregard the baggage that this guy brings and just say, we don't really care. Like We're, we're just going to look past that. We're going to turn a blind eye, and we're just going to bring this guy in and hope that he can, can replicate what he did in Cincy. And for the short time he was with the Dodgers. Well, Giants haven't been able to land anybody, so maybe they should take a shot. Ricochets. My bad. That's that's, <laughs> I, that's not really Ricochet, Hello. actually. That's a direct Hello. it's a direct snipe. The Giants are snipe. just giving it their absolute <laughs> all and I don't think they, they appreciate these things. Uh we got we got another voicemail here. Let's let's see what we got. Send him over to the Braves. Let him have not, some fun. They're not worried about. Uh, I mean, him and him and Azuna that's, can chill. And that's that's my point. Like uh, the well, Braves, so, the Yankees, or another team. You want to talk about well, direct so snipes? Here's the thing. Yes. I, so I mean, the the tough thing is, is that like if we're talking off the field stuff, technically, what he did wasn't illegal. Technically, this is what it's come from on the decision, right? Like he and that, yeah, that's what I'm. You know saying. what I'm saying? Like you, so you like, have to take you, that into account. You have players that have done illegal things that have, you know, gone through the consequences. Technically, he didn't, right? Like technically, this was a he wasn't guilty. So that it's just it's tough, but I understand it's like the optics of it, right? And then all the other stuff we talked about that comes with them. Yeah, it, you know what? 
like I said, and, and it's it's such a polarizing topic on it, right? Because you either find people that are really against everything that's happened, and there's people that are saying, hey, you know, you got to move past it. The reality is it's got to be somewhere in the middle, and the process that's coming, if they are reinstating them into baseball, it's it goes down not saying it's the same magnitude, but it's the same thing of whatever the policies in Major League Baseball are set forth, whether people like it or not. He served his time. And now here it is. But to the point being, I don't think a team, he brought up the Braves in the voicemail. I mean, do you guys, would you agree that it's if a Trevor Bauer suitor is going to be a team that's going to have a legit chance at at making a World Series run? I don't think you pick up Trevor Bauer if you don't think he's not going to be filling your rotation. Uh, I think he's going to go to a team that, that could use him right now to push them over the edge. I agree. Toronto comes to mind for me. Toronto and San Diego are the two teams that I kind of feel maybe. I think our uh, next voicemail uh, has basically thrown any MLB option out the window. I think they they foresee some overseas action going on here, so let's get to that. Oh, I'd love to hear that. So there's the deal. Okay, so there's the deal. Trevor Bauer should sign for um, non-MLB franchises. Um, for example, um, Chibalote Marines had signed Roberto Osuna, <laughs> a notorious offender, which were banned uh, immediately from MLB, banned, quote-unquote. So there is a choice. Or he should sign for KBO's Kivum Heroes. Mm, Kivum had the reputation okay. of signing uh, multiple bandits, so-called bandits, quote-unquote gain. Uh, also, they, I remember they just released their foreign pictures, so there is a slot for foreigner on the roster. But it's long way to go. I mean, it's a good point. Somewhere to go, right? It uh, is. I'm. I'm gonna be honest here. I. I don't think we've seen the end of Trevor Bauer in Major League Baseball. I don't think so either. But I don't, I don't think, so. think there's gonna be too much competition in terms of suitors when the time finally comes. Because this guy just brings so much baggage, and just like the voicemail talked about. KBO doesn't care. They don't care. They've signed multiple offenders. Yeah. Any 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 one of those foreign leagues, they don't care. Like, whatever. And I'm not singling them out. Major League Baseball's done it, too. But like Nate said, what he did wasn't technically illegal. So there's a lot at play here. That is a lot to unpack. You know, it... it I think, and this is a thing in general, what is something that we notice when everyone goes overseas? It's usually, if you're an American player, it's your options are extremely limited in, in Major League Baseball. That That's the real right. thing. You know, if it's, if it's players where they're deemed that they might have to be on a minor league deal or be at a minimum and they might be in AAA or they, they are just going to get more money somewhere else, you can look at that, but Trevor Bauer, unless in the last you know X amount of time that he's been out, unless his stuff has fallen off the face of the earth, his his, his 
ability to pitch, he's going to be in demand in the MLB, right? Because it's so hard to find a guy like that. But to your point, Kyle, teams teams will put up with talent, or sorry, teams will put up with the baggage so long as the talent outshines everything. So that's, to me, if, if Bauer doesn't bring it whenever he gets his opportunity, teams will give him a leeway. But as far as a long-term thing, that could decide how long Bauer is going to stay around in MLB if we're saying it's over the next year or over the next five years. And I would agree with you before this happened. Because if you think about before this whole situation, the, whole, the, the, the scandal went down, think of how much baggage he had even without this. Like this guy was just a, a right. complete distraction <clears throat> Like we talk about the drone, the, the drone cut, the cut finger and for, the cut with finger, Cleveland, the, the can the constant like GoPro cameras, whatever it's antics. But I mean, the Dodgers signed him to the huge deal. Yeah. Despite all of that, despite all the antics, LA said, here is a boatload of money because we think you're going to help us win a championship. Right. And I think that's partially due to the fact that they had money and were willing to spend it. And two, they did, they weren't committing to this guy for seven, eight, nine years. They were just like, all right, let's go with a three year deal. And I'm pretty sure there was an option in there somewhere, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. so. To me, even that's like, acceptable. I'm like, okay, if that's what you're going to do, if that's it. And, and Friedman even said, he was like, we believe that he's moved past this. We believe he's going to grow from this, which I get from a PR perspective. That's what you have to say. Even if yeah, you don't right really believe that, even if you think that the guy is still going to be a joke, you just want his talent anyway. That's you just have to say that, but they bring him on. He does what he does. And now you add that to the already pre-existing baggage that he had. I just don't know how many teams are going to look at that collective package and say, we want that because it, at this point he, He's covered all of his bases. He's thrown he's thrown a ball over the center field fence. He's cut his finger with a drone before an important baseball game in which he was supposed to pitch. He's now gotten himself in hot in hot legal water. I just he's he's covered all his bases. I don't know if anybody's going to want that. As far as the stuff goes, it seems like he still's got it too. Like all the videos that he releases, right? All the TikToks, he's still pumping ninety six, ninety seven. Oh, you know he's just he's just chomping at the bit ready to go and i there's yeah. no doubt in my mind if some team picked him up he would go out there and he he would give you a this might be a stretch but somewhat of a cy young worthy season because that just seems like the kind of guy he is he's gonna he's gonna go out there he's gonna he's gonna it's gonna be self-inflicted the the hate that he gets from people because he just acts like an idiot at times yeah, but then he he then takes that and uses that as motivation. It seems to to go out there and and do what he does, and so I I don't I don't think that there'd be any scenario in which he didn't bring it at least in or in the early going right out of the gate. Well, so here's a good question because your both of your teams are 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 uh, looking to contend for a World Series. So I'll ask you guys the question: not if you want him, because I don't think that's a fair thing. We're not going to get into that. But do you think? A team like the no, Yankees or the Red Sox, you don't think either are going to do it? No. You don't think either team would make a move for Yankees a one-year deal? Rotation just, but, but, is set for the Yankees. The, the, Red, the Red Sox absolutely need him, but I don't want him. So you don't want him, you don't want him, but do you think that they would go for him? We need Major League Pitching that has seen more than 10 innings of service time uh, who 
are capable of throwing a baseball that aren't over 40 years old. That's what we need. And so Trevor Bauer fits that. He fits that bill. He fits that description. Nate, you could probably, I mean, you get loosened up. Get loosened up. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. But to answer your question, no, I I don't want him. So, I mean, it's like you talk about possible suitors, right? I mean, we've already rattled off names. Like you've heard Mariners, you've heard Toronto, you've heard, you know, like Boston. I doubt the Yankees are going to be involved, but you never know. And then, you know, like what about the angels, right? Like at league minimum, they don't have a ton of money to spend. They need starting pitching. It's like the, the fact that we're asking and possibly bringing these types of teams to the table tells me that there's suitors tells me that there is going to be at this rate. You're getting a guy that is a Cy Young potential kind of guy. I just to clarify, with the I, did, I didn't say there wouldn't be any suitors. I just said, no, I for sure. It'll be, I think it'll be limited. And you're going to have the teams that are suitors. They're going to have to be very strategic with how they approach this. You can't just throw caution to the wind. You're going to have to be like, okay, are we willing to, to bring this black mark onto our organization for the next, however long that yeah. it's going to take for this to quote unquote blow over and are we in a position to where we can compete right now if we make this addition? Well, what's because the, this what's is the not motto? a guy that you. Everyone knows the motto: winning solves everything. So, if you, that, but that's it. what I'm. But that's what I'm saying. You have to be in a position to where if you right. you have to be a Trevor Bauer away from competing because otherwise For you sure. bring him on to finish 500 and possibly miss the postseason by two games. It's not and worth you're it. stuck with him for however many more seasons following. It's not to to me. It's not worth it. You it, have to be in a position to where you're looking at a potential NLCS, ALCS scenario, and possibly he being the the X factor that gets you to the World Series. But so the other part is you have to go to a place where the where that club has to. When you're talking about being strategic, the leadership has to be okay with how much backlash. Even even again, whatever you feel about it. They're, they're, they're all stress is going to be on that team that acquires them. That locker room, yeah. the fan, the opposing fans, everyone is going to be coming for him. Not a lot of people are going to be on the Bauer bandwagon rooting for the guy, which is going to put right. more stress on your team. And this is kind of crazy to me, which I don't even know how plausible this was, but like a team like the Padres, the, the super team out there right now, where they already have so many big names and so many big things that could they could they swallow that where he gets kind of lost in the 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 show out there with them. Well, but again, exactly like that- because you have Tatis returning, right? Like maybe Tatis coming back kind of takes the spotlight off. Dilutes it. Yeah. So, but so, like again, like that's what it's going to have to be because because the Padres already kind of have that mark and it started to fizzle out a little bit, but people are still. Uh, frustrated with Tatis in the sense of what transpired last year, and and then you know from his injury to the suspension and all of that. So yeah, like you're gonna have to go to either a place where distractions are gonna be a little bit off Bauer, or that your front office and your clubhouse is so locked in that they can be like, you know what, we can weather the storm and we're gonna be just fine. If you can't find that, don't go after him because then. You, if you know the answer to that question, you are going to set yourself back. 
for the 2023 season. It's just a guarantee. I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. Please do. But it, when you bring up leadership, tell me that Manny Machado can't handle this. He can handle this. So that's why. Well, so that guy, I, that guy I, leads that clubhouse. I, but that's why I, I agree up, with you. I've, I, that's why I brought up the Padres, though, because Machado went from this is kind of the cool thing. Machado, great point bringing up. He, how did everyone feel about Machado finishing up his year with the years with the Orioles? He became this couldn't villain. stand him. Yeah, right. Couldn't stand him. We couldn't and, stand him. We talked about it for years. Not even Baltimore, L.A., his short time right. in L.A. That, True. I feel like that short little stint yeah. was really what amplified it for me. I'm like, I yeah. can't stand this guy. Right. But and now so, we're ta- calling him a leader. So that's right the thing. I, maybe I didn't feel that exact way, but I could see why people – like when I'm from Baltimore, so you wanted to see him do well, obviously, and whatnot. But I can see it. Like that was the role. You saw every week you turn on the TV, and people hated him. They just thought he wasn't yeah. – they, they were attacking his character. And then here we are when all the stuff happened with Tatis, to your point, Nate, who's the one that just welcomed the group in, embraced it, and said, we're going to rock with who we got? It's Machado. So could the Padres – could that be a fit? Because it's got to be – it's it's almost like a, a, a leader that is willing to, to cut it straight, right? He's willing to give it – give it to you straight, both the player and the media, right? Like he's going to go to Bauer and say, this is my clubhouse. You're going to fit in here, but it's going to be my way. Right. Whereas you look at other teams and you're like, is Mike Trout going to do that? No. You know what I mean? Is a, uh, I can't even think of any other example, honestly, of as far as like a, a leader goes, I mean, the Red Sox leader, who would who would be the guy? I have no, no idea. We don't, we don't, not we don't have a leader right now. No, but Tommy <laughs> Pham. Is Tommy Pham running that Zander. clubhouse? Tommy Pham is not running any clubhouse. Um, I mean, He's not I even running know. his own fantasy league. <laughs> the Mariners. I mean, it seems like it's just like a happy-go-lucky kind of mentality in in Seattle. I don't see that as a fit, but I understand the idea. It's it's got to be you know we're all one track mind but like you're willing to leave your stuff at the door, you know and I it a, seems to me like Machado could do that. In a weird way, I feel like I could almost hear how that conversation would go. Like right, knowing what we know about Bauer, knowing what we know about Machado, knowing how those guys kind of express themselves, kind of on and off the field, just based on how they they interact. I feel like you you could see how that conversation would go. Doesn't Manny own Trevor Bauer too, like career wise? Wasn't that a thing? Was it Manny? I know exactly what you're talking about. It was. I think it's a thing. Was it? I think he owns him, dude. I think Trevor Bauer like admits that he owns him. I know exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. I know there is somebody, but is it Manny? I think think it's Manny. And to be fair, Manny Manny owns a lot of people. He he owns a lot of people. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. But still. That it could be interesting. That's all I'm gonna all right, say. The Padres, Padres makes sense to me. All right, makes sense. All right, we'll we'll wrap this up for now. But to close it out, go around the table here. Will Trevor Bauer pitch in Major League uh, again? Yes. Yes. This year. Also, I found the head-to-head. By the way, really quick, uh, he does own him. <laughs> According to this, he's. He's 13 for 25 
hitting 520, two doubles, five homers, seven ribbies, four yeah. walks, only six <laughs> punches. So, yeah, he is. So that truly would be his clubhouse. Yeah. There would be no question right. about that. Right. There'd be no there'd be no coup taking place there. Yeah. There's some there's some swagger around all those players though. There's there's antics around everybody there. It just seems like it could really make sense. It would it would be a good fit. Yeah, in a weird way, you almost double down on the negative PR if you're the Padres. Mm-hmm. Like with like you were saying with the with Tatis coming back. Yeah. Like from the outside, you're like, well, why would you why would you add to the negative PR? It's like, well, we can make ourselves better if we just cover one right. of these moves with another, and it's one and the same at that point. You're not really thinking about it as two. It's just one one little PR mess that will will look past here in a couple months, and we'll be fine. I could. See I don't know. It. Padres make sense to me. Yeah. Padres make sense to me. Uh, you know what else makes sense to me is signing your homegrown talent uh, and keeping them around long term. And it it so it there was a, a few missed opportunities to do that to say the least. But the uh, Boston Red Sox finally decided, you know what? Maybe we should sign players that are under forty that play for us that are also good. Uh, maybe we should entertain these these options uh, long term. And they did with Rafael Devers, eleven years, three hundred thirty one million dollar extension, which I believe uh, if my my timeline serves me correctly because I will admit I've been a little mentally checked out since I've been out here. Um, was the day immediately after he signed the one year deal to avoid arbitration? Yeah. If I recall. It was the, yeah. The, the day immediately after. So I don't remember if I said it on here, if this was before we hopped on, but I'm in a, I'm in a delicate place right now with my relationship with Red Sox. Uh, for those wondering, yes, I have, I have, dis- I have started wearing Red Sox shirts again. So that's, <laughs> we're at least, we're at least there baby steps. Um, I just, I, first of all, I, I want to thank the people that have reached out, checking on me, checking on my, my, my mental health, my well being. Uh, I appreciate all of you letting me know and, and just checking up, uh, but people, when they say, "Hey, aren't you like, aren't you feeling a little better?" They got they they signed Devers. He's here to stay for a decade plus. It's like, yeah, but I can't forgive them for what they did to Xander because that was my guy, and that sh- it shouldn't have taken two instances of letting homegrown talent walk away for this to happen. Like Mookie should have been it. Like Mookie should have been all you needed to be like, okay, yeah, let's not do that again. Let's not do that again. So yes, well, I'm happy they got Devers. I'm not. I'm not fully there yet. I. I I'm not opening them. I'm not. I'm not welcoming them back with open arms just yet. Um. Or it's. It's complicated. If. If I could mark this as a Facebook relationship status, it's complicated. <laughs> How do you feel about the numbers? Um. Uh, surprising, to be honest with you. Like I. It's kind of a budget I, deal. I I would agree with that, and I think it's 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 amazing what you can do with a player in terms of a contract while they're still under your control. It's it's yeah. it's mind blowing how that works. You say, "Hey, let's work on this. Let's get something done before you hit free agency." Right. And it's 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 crazy to me that these ownership groups, that these GMs, they don't recognize that for some odd reason. They say, no, let's just let's see what happens. Come free agency. We'll talk then. Why would you do that? You could get a deal like you just got with Rafael Devers. 
I was expecting Rafael Devers to be north of what he got. And because of the timing of it, I think like you, a budget deal, I think is a, it's crazy to say that considering he's, he's got the sixth largest deal in MLB history, but for the quality of player that you're getting, I would call it a budget deal. My mind always goes AAV first, right? And and now that we're seeing guys like this, these long-term extensions, you got to think about what $30 million means six, seven years from now. That's a budget deal. You're getting an MVP. He's going to win an MVP in this contract, right? I mean, I, that's the hope. I'd put money on that. I'd put money on that. So $30 million a year, I think that's pretty solid. I, I honestly had a feeling he was going to go like north of 375 if he hit the market. I was thinking maybe 400. So good luck I mean, he's here. been one of the best hitters in the league for the last number of years. There's there's no denying that. So the thing for him is just staying on the field, you know, and and he's gotten unlucky with some injuries and you know, it, it's a it's a it's an interesting point and I know that we talk about the average value. Um and I think that that is, it is a good measuring. But also, if you're going to sign a guy to that long of a of a deal, you want to hope that they can live out as long as that of that deal as they possibly can. And Devers, that probably I think both of us or all of us I think could say both of you guys would agree. I mean, Devers is a guy you would think can last for the duration of that contract. No, I'm not saying the quality is going to be the same down the stretch. I, that was always my concern seeing these large contracts coming down the stretch. You're looking at it maybe on a five to seven year window, maybe. But if you're signing that long of a deal, you hope that they're going to be playing that out with your team and playing at a high level. And I guess we don't see that enough. Or personally, I feel like a lot of these large contracts that have been signed in past haven't played out that way. They never but, do. They never do. Towards the end of it, they never do, right? Three, the last two, three, four years, it's like, oh, I can't wait to get this off the books. It's just what you, like, during that window, what do you get, right? Do you get an MVP? Do you get another ring? Um, you know what I mean? It, it is something that I could see him either sliding over to first or becoming a full-time DH. I think the other thing that no one really seems to talk about is that, like, with these lefties signings, the shift is gone. Like, this is going to add even more value to this guy. And not, I mean, it's not like he was uh, incapable of spraying the ball around the field, but he still had a shift on him. So it opens things up. Those numbers are going to show. He's going to do his thing. He's 26. You know, he's 26 yeah. years old. And, and Kyle, you've brought this up in the past a lot, in the conspiracy with the Braves. I mean, the Braves have been the, the, the trying to be the new trendsetters by extending their guys early. You know, um, this is what you're crazy. supposed to do. I mean, to be fair, I don't, I don't know what word they use. It's not budget blackmail, it's not, probably. It's, it's a, it's blackmail a contracts that there. they're <laughs> they're slinging around in Atlanta. But if yeah. Rafael Devers was a third baseman for the Atlanta Braves, he would have signed an 11 year, thirty three dollar contract. <laughs> like it's it's. I, I, I know this has become like a recurring topic for us, but the Bray, like I just don't understand and we don't need to go down this rabbit hole, but it, I just, 
I'm just waiting for the scandal to drop. That's all I'm gonna say. There, there's something, there's something cooking down there. They can enjoy, they'll, they'll enjoy their victory laps down there. Division titles, NLCS appearances, maybe, maybe even a couple more World Series titles. But I'm telling you, the something is gonna come from this because there's no way that you can get away with highway robbery up and down your entire roster. There's, it's, it's not. That's not how this works. It's not how this works. It's gonna anyway. work. Did you see that that uh, graphic that MLB Network dropped? The comparison between Austin Riley endeavors. I did. Yeah, it's interesting. Did you see that, Ryan? I did not. Enlighten- I mean, I'm it's- taking Devers 11 times out of 10, but that enlighten yeah, me, so enlighten me, and enlighten the viewers. I'm with you there. Uh, Austin Riley's 25, Devers is 26, as we just mentioned. Uh, so far, on base percentage 339 for Riley, 342 for Devers. Slugging 507 for Riley, 512 for Devers. OPS 846 to 854. OPS plus 123 to 124. And as we mentioned on that budget deal, Riley obviously got that 10-year 212. So we're talking a $100 million difference. It's interesting. The only takeaway that I got from that was that Rafael Devers is just a better baseball player than Austin Riley. But that's... I, I, it's that... Those numbers are that close? I don't know. I, I get... I, don't I mean, know. was, was any... Was were any of those categories in favor of Austin Riley? I don't. I don't. I mean, they're percentage points. They're basically comparable. How, but how many years did did Riley have left? He before reaching. Well, he had plenty of time because he didn't. He didn't break in until what twenty eighteen. Yeah. So twenty nineteen. So and then Devers debuted when he was twenty. And that's 21? that's what that comment section popped off about. It's a little misleading because of like control years and you know. Like there was still a ton of control left for so hundred million, so. hundred million difference. That's just so we're clear. I'm a big Austin Riley guy, but it's been it's been months since I've been able to <laughs> clap back anything Red Sox related. So just let me give have you this. your moment. Just give you just your let moment. Me have this moment. That's all. As and a Yankees fan, I'm glad. I'm I'm honestly glad he he got the extension. I am because I I this rivalry rivalry needs players that we hate. I hate him. Can't stand him. What's but crazy? He absolutely destroys the Yankees. So what's it's crazy like, this is, is good he, for the rivalry. He got not only destroys the Yankees, he destroys Garrett Cole. And what's crazy is the same day that he signed the extension, also got a grandson because if I'm not mistaken, Garrett Cole and his wife had their child. Tired so narrative, just a by the grand, way. Gr- Tired. Pull up the matchup numbers now. What? Tired uh, narrative. This is yeah. why I'm here. Tired. Pull up the narrative. Pull up the numbers now. This is why I'm here, guys. This is why you brought me on. Beanie Rye to the rescue. Do, 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 do. I guess Ryan's racing me to it. Well, if you're ready, you got it. Hawaii Wi Fi versus Baltimore Wi Fi. Go. (laughs) Hawaii Wi Fi is not good. I'll just say that. I don't know about that. Okay. In his career. Devers numbers aren't uh, crazy against. Well, actually, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll reestablish that. He doesn't hit for a high average against Garrett Cole, but when he hits him, he hits him hard. He's hitting 233. He's seven for 30. He's got seven hits total, and six of those are home runs. So when he's oh, hitting. What do you it, want me to tell you? 
Let's not pretend like all of a sudden on, oh, on January I, no. 9th, 2023, we're going to care about batting average all of a sudden. Tell no, I'm not what saying he's that. Done when he does make contact with the baseball. I, I did say that. I said How many I, strikeouts? 14. So half the time he's about striking. How many bats? This is not. You can't call him daddy then. Like you can't say you can't say Devers is his daddy. It's just it doesn't work that way. This is There's what happens. No way. If he makes these contact, are good numbers. I'll give you that. If he makes contact, he's hitting a home run eighty six percent of the time. That's fine, Nathaniel. But you can you could pick your weird little numbers and you could say your it's percentage points. Weird, but this isn't a daddy thing, dude. That's it's the tire. It's a tired narrative. Garrett 14 Cole is a strikeouts and 30 at bats. Garrett Cole is a strikeout pitcher. That's what Get he's gonna do. But when Rafael Devers makes contact, it's going 500 feet, and he's he's touching all four bases. That's what he's doing. Okay, that's fine. But hitting 233 is not daddy. Hitting again, why, seven for thirty is not daddy. I don't for care. The last, for the I don't last care about the home runs. For the last two hundred and fifty episodes, we've been talking about how we don't care about batting average, but all of a sudden it matters now that we're looking at seven for thirty. That's that's not that's you're not daddy. I'm sorry. It's great. Seven for thirty is not daddy. Ryan. While we're at this, can you look up uh, Vladdy great. Jr.'s numbers versus Garrett Cole? Because they're that's probably another, better than Devers. That's it's, another one of of. Uh, I would Garrett argue that they're better endeavors. It's, cr- it's, it's great to be back. We can have this conversation when Adley and, and Gunnar Henderson are are running the AL East, but that could be for a different conversation. Uh, in due time, Ryan. In due time. Yeah. We're, <laughs> but hey, it's great to be back. You know, let you. I didn't know this was going to be this sensitive of a subject here tonight. Well, but, we're you know we're shaking off a little rust here. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah, you know, understandable. Okay, so. Head to head, Vlad Jr. versus Garrett Cole. Uh, do 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 do. The only okay, that's not right. It's lying. Uh, come on. Give me my stats. Sorry, stand by here. <laughs> they so this one this the same website is saying that they only faced each other. Did they not face each other in 2022? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, and they want me to pay a subscription. You know what? (laughs) Are you kidding me? I used up my free ones. You're out. You're out on research. That's it. Where's where's Hawaii Kyle? (laughs) Kyle, do you Uh, have... You might have it, but... Sorry, I'm still looking at Devers' numbers. OPS oh. of one point one five seven. What do you, What do you want me to tell you? I, I wonder how many of those were solo shots. By the way, I know they were important home runs. I I know that much. So, Vladimir Guerrero versus Garrett Cole. He is. He's had 26 ABs, 9 hits, which amounts to a 346 average. Only has 2 home runs, though. Hmm. 2 doubles, 5 ribbies, only 3 strikeouts. So, Devers only has the damage. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed Devers, the 2 home runs. There's some Devers really good players the damage, in the American but... League East, by the way. Just talking about that out loud. I know. 
by many now. of which just own Garrett Cole. Moving on, um, <laughs> uh, Mets are close to walking away. I like that transition. Moving on and walking away. <laughs> it it was next on my list. It, it that was good. That was great. Don't so me, it's, don't give me too much credit. It's you did great. So Carlos like Correa, I, right? Yeah, like I mentioned before, we hopped on. We've we've pretty much beaten this Correa uh, situation about Dead. as as much as we can. So there's really n- no need to to dive too much into it. Although I will say there was, I did see something today uh, about Mark Bowden saying that uh, that he's back, that that he's basically back with the Mets. That they're just finally finalizing some some language, some paperwork. But it sounds like. Based on that report, that he is gonna, I say back. He he's gonna remain with the Mets. Um, people have brought that to my attention. My response to them was, "I'm not gonna believe any of this until it's in paper." Because I'm not doing I, anything until he's showing up for spring training. That's like what's that's happening. What is going on? Yeah, because I mean, honestly, at this point, you can't even say. Uh, like if he's on his way to the press conference, okay, it's safe to say he's a man. Right. Well, no, that's, <laughs> nope. that's actually not going to be the case now because we now have that threshold that we have to get get through. Not just with Correa, but any player. It seems like now, like we're going to have to make sure they're out on the field for opening day with their respective team. So I'm not going to believe Carlos Correa is a Met until he steps onto the field at third base on opening day. Ryan, can you shed some light on like the like the the physical process where where players go through the physical and it's like i know it's correa has his own doctors obviously they're you know each team has their own doctors so it's like is it just who's who's more correct like do you get somebody that's a third party like well at the end at the end of the day the the team that's going to be you know financing your your deal and paying you they have to feel comfortable with the results, you know, and you can go with their own doctors. They got to trust their own guys with with their own doctors. You can bring in your, your, you know, Craig could bring in his own doctors. They could bring in second, third, fourth options. It really, it doesn't matter unless the team trusts their resources and then they, you can bring as many people in. That's what it's going to be like, because if you're looking at it, how much money that, that the, from the giants initially to now to the Mets, it's a big investment in Carlos Correa, and that's no knock. He's obviously a great player, but this is why the the Mets and the Giants and these teams they want to make sure that they're getting the best version of that. And if they think there's any chance that they that this is going to be compromised early, then that that's what we're seeing. So, but have you known players to have this like eight nine year old injury still be an issue, like still be a part of the mix? Well, certain teams will, will uh, maybe that will show over time. You know, when you first sign and you're going through, you know, you're, you're, if it's, if you're getting drafted and you're signed, you're moving forward, teams might not look at it. And there might be an old injury and they might decide, you know, it could also be that they're looking at, hey, it's an old injury, but when you get to a certain age, we think that this could start to deteriorate. And I think that's also going into the conversations, if, if I had to guess on that. So, yes, it it, can, it could get caught up. Honestly, some teams might not care, but the thing that matters right now is the team that cares is the New York Mets. So if the New York Mets are not going to be okay with it unless they change it around, 
You know, but I think personally, if Carlos Correa, I think he's going to have a great year. But it does make you think, what does it look like for him in the, in the long term? Because clearly there are uh, there are doubts. It's got to be less deterioration also sliding over to third base, by the way. You would think, but the same, but I mean, that's a t- it's, it's still a tough position to play. You know, and you're asking sure. yourself, but also, you know, and I got to look up his track record for for games, you know, but we know the the MLB schedule, it's grueling. And you're going to be required, if you're signing for that much money, they're, you're going to be required to be playing quite a bit. Could they DH him more? Absolutely. But you're signing a guy on the investment of, can he give you what, you're, what you value defensively and can you do it with, with the bat? And if... One of those is going to be compromised soon, then you got to revalue revalue what that looks like, and and quite frankly, I don't know even how to value that because um, he definitely makes their team better on both sides of the ball this year. That's all I got. That's doc. That's Beanie, Doctor Beanie, right? <laughs> I'm just sitting here trying to think about two of these names that we've talked about tonight and who I would. If who would you rather gun, have with a gun to my head, who am yeah. I taking between Trevor Bauer and Carlos Correa? And I honestly mm-hmm. don't know if I have an answer to that question. I don't know if I do either. So is this because for Carlos Correa, besides the, the injury, is there anything that he did to you besides play for the Astros? No, I just think he's a tool. I just think he's a, <laughs> the biggest, one of the biggest tools in baseball. And he's, he's like blatant about it too. Yeah. Like you could make the excuse that Trevor Bauer is just like he's just not like fully there. He's just a he's just aloof all the time. Mm-hmm. But he just happens to be really good at baseball. You could make that argument. But Carlos Correa know like when he's being Carlos Correa, he knows that he's being Carlos Correa. And the the thing that always comes back to me is that interview uh about knowing the facts. And like shutting up like that, that to me right there was Carlos Correa. And that just seems like the guy he is. But with that said, I think I have come to a conclusion on that question as I've thought about it more and bought myself some time. Honestly, I think I'm, this might shock some people. I think I'm taking Carlos Correa. I really do. Because at the end of the day, like as much as I hate his antics and how like how much of a tool I think he is. He's gonna go out there and play baseball, and like the whole the whole like tapping the tapping the watch, tapping the wrist against the Red Sox. That while that stung, I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I if I can act like I would have hated that if I if he was doing that for my team. I mean, he's going down as one of the greatest postseason performers of all time. So I understand it. I'm not. Gonna, we're not going to turn this gonna, into like a Correa yeah. praising session. But no, I'm just saying to, to answer the yeah. question. I think. I think I'm taking Correa. Nate, I'd do the same. Yeah, I, I think I'm. I think it's we're going three for three there. Which, you know, Correa too. And here's and maybe, you know, and you know, optimist here. You know, Correa's image being. I feel like a lot of players. If you're with the Astros, you're not liked. And I understand the interview with that really ticked off some people at the time when it came out, but could his image and persona change as the rest of his career plays out? I think it definitely can. I think it depends on where he's at, but can it though? Because we saw, we saw 
just a, a glimpse of that with Minnesota, and I think he's still widely hated across the league. So I don't know if maybe, and I, I, I'm assuming I'm understanding your question correctly. I don't know if a change of scenery is going to be the fix that he needs. I don't know if there is a fix for Carlos Correa. I think he's forever tied to that, and especially if he continue wherever he goes, if he continues to be as noisy as vocal as he was with with uh, Houston. I think that's going to stick with him because you look at a guy like George Springer who was attached to that, but he's, he stayed under the radar. Like he's with Toronto. Mm-hmm. He's kept his mouth mm-hmm. shut. He's just played baseball and you, you could make the, the case for some other guys who've maybe bounced around since then. But if, if Carlos Correa is still going to be that vocal, noisy, often rambunctious kind of guy, I don't know if, I don't know if that, that changes. I concur. It might not, but if you're a Mets fan, and he, you sign him, and he wins your World Series. If you didn't like him before, you're gonna love him now. Cause why, Nate? What does winning do? Solves all. Solves all the problems. If he go, if if Carlos Correa goes to the Red Sox, what happens, Kyle? I need that. I need that. That would actually be a. I mean, we could talk about that later, but I would actually be good for the rivalry too. Uh, yeah, but, I would, because I would hate it. I still hate his guts. It would hate. I would. Oh man, I would hate it. And I would love to watch Kyle just slowly transition to eventually buying he, his jersey. He would. Yeah. Slowly. I would take. I would take nine Manny Machados <laughs> to fill out the entire lineup before I was okay with Carlos Correa playing shortstop for the Boston Red Sox. Need it. Go get it, Heim. Go do your <laughs> Speaking thing. of. Speaking of uh, some other moves around the league, we got the Phillies and Tigers uh, de- wheeling and dealing. The the uh, Tigers traded reliever Gregory Soto and utility infielder Cody Clemens to the Phillies on Saturday in exchange for Nick Maton, outfielder Matt Verlaine, and catcher Donnie Sands. So the Phillies getting a little better in, in the bullpen. Dude. Soto's gross too. Like that's a great ad. I think Veerling had a pretty good year last year though. Um, got a lot of playing time, and he showed up in the postseason a little bit too. So I think that's. I mean, him and Clemens are definitely the the leading guys there. But Soto is just to your disgusting. note about him being disgusting. Uh, I got a little note here: Jose Alvarado and Gregory Soto combined to account for. 81% of the 100-plus mile-an-hour pitches thrown by all left-handers in 2022. Yikes. Talk about a team that wants to run it back. Phillies are Phillies are looking to run it back. I like it. In oh, I like it. Let's go, Talk. Bills. Are, are the Phillies going to be... Oh. We, and I, I mentioned this a couple episodes ago. Are the Phillies going to be my spring training text... Is that going to be the team that I text the group and say, I'm feeling it with this team? Because we already know the Phillies were, that was my spring training team. That was my spring training text last year. And look what happened. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you're, if you're, if you're on the receiving end of, of old Casey's uh, spring training text, just get the, get the playoff gear printed because you're, you're going. It's, it's like almost, it's almost as good as a guarantee. It's it's better than a guarantee, you know. But I mean, just to, to, to touch on the that though, series. but to touch on it though, just with like the, the move, like why, what, what, why it 
is important or it's a small thing. You're seeing the off season teams are in, and obviously, so he's got a little bit brings, we, we just, you discussed what he, what he brings to the table, but these might not be earth shattering moves for, for some fans, but these are, these are moves that make teams better, you know, and it's, and you're slowly, if you can have brick by brick, making your foundation of your team more solid and solid, it's you're gonna find yourself in a way better position down the stretch. And honestly, talking about the AL East is gonna be so competitive. How about the NL East? I mean, I, I know take out right. Marlins and Nationals, but three teams in the NL East are like legit World Series contenders. And I know, well, I know, I, I would say two. The the Mets are. I never knew, win I, anything I knew, ever. I I knew you were gonna say that, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say you know for the good Mets, reason. <laughs> So you have three of the of the best teams in baseball, and and all of them have the aspirations. So the Phillies are are doing their doing their job of making sure that they're maintaining to keep up with which should be a very entertaining NL East. And to come to compare and contrast, Ryan, to your point of these are the they're not they're not earth earth shattering moves, but they are moves that make your team better to compare and contrast the Reds, uh, a team we just talked about the Red Sox, the reason so many people were, were so many fans were getting upset with what the Red Sox were doing or not, not doing, I should say, is that they're making these small non earth shattering moves, but they weren't doing anything to put themselves leaps and bounds ahead of where they were last year. I, I you could almost make the argument, I would I would make the argument that they're still not better than than what they were last year, and that's not saying very much because they're a last place team last year. You yeah you signed you signed Devers, but he was on your team last year. You haven't necessarily. De- I've already shared my thoughts on Masataka Yoshida. I. He hasn't played yeah. a minute of Major League Baseball. But to your point, Ryan, this this move was made after you went out and got a Trey Turner. Like you, right. you made that move. You went out. You you weren't retaining. You were adding. You went out mm-hmm. and got a guy, brought him in, and then you started to fill in some more holes. That's, yeah, you're filling in. The that's cracks. the way you should go about it. 100. percent And it's the same thing on the Yankees side, right? Like, it, how much better have they really gotten? You know what I mean? They added to the rotation, which is good, but it's like judge and it's like you were already there so like that where are the fill in the crack moves and this is a fill in the crack move for the phillies that is is solid and that you know for for fans that aren't familiar with gregory soto like i i don't i wouldn't invest too much in the in the baseball reference numbers you know what i mean it's a bad tigers team that he was a part of he still had 30 saves last year and he's this, you know, he's a one for one strikeout guy. It's 60 K's and in 60 innings. So it's like, there is a lot of potential there and you put him in where he's not overused, uh, in a, in a solid, um, winning culture. I, I think it, it's going to bring out the best in him. So I think it's a really smart move. Dave Dombrowski is, is proven a lot of people wrong, honestly, including myself. I've always thought he's the guy that just is going to empty your bank account and get you there, but never really get you there. And, you know, he's doing his thing and good for him. Good for the Phillies. I, I don't know why I, I've never understood why Dave Dombrowski gets so much hate. I, I isn't the goal to, to be in a position and to win, which he's done. Like I, 
I don't know, Shane. We don't need to go. I think it's just the aftermath. You know, I think it's 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 the aftermath when they're when it's all said and done. Is what did what you you know what what did you do? Like, did you blow everything up for nothing, or did you get a a ring? And so it's like it's they're doubling down. They're getting better. I I think they'll be back. I think they'll be fine. Uh, A couple more deals here, just to run through real quick. Nothing nothing really of note. AJ Pollock, one year, seven million dollar deal with the Mariners. Uh, Eric Hosmer, one-year deal with the Cubs. Do either of those really move the needle for you at all? I'm a pro Hosmer guy. I don't. I know Hosmer gets a lot of hate, but I'm a Hosmer guy. I like him. He, br- he brings some good. Th- he brings some good things to the table. I, you yeah. know, I think the deal that he signed, people again feel like he didn't live up to that, and I understand why. If we're going to talk about actual play. Did he earn the contract at the time? Absolutely. But he's he's a solid player. He always has been. But the expectation from the deal that he got, I think, gave him the 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 kind of slander to him that that is like to Nate's thing. It's un, unwarranted. Yeah. He's a good dude. I think he's I think it's he's kind of been tough. he's been dealt some some tough hands and he's struggled a little bit. But again, shift going away, right? And you're talking a plus defender. Um, and that's a pretty solid infield, honestly. I, I, there's, I think if you look at your own team, you'd, you would, you'd be okay with a Hosmer, Nico Horner, Dansby Swanson, and, and uh, the Morrell kid over at third base. I mean, yeah, it's looking okay. I think Padres fans would disagree with a lot of what's been said just in the last 30 seconds. I think Padres fans would tell you that he's not the plus defender that he's made out to be, and I think that they would tell you that he's not the nicest guy because – you talk to any Padres fan and they're going to tell you, and I've, I've seen it and I've, I've even kind of dug into this myself and, and looked into his interaction or lack thereof with the Padres fan base. And I know he's played for Boston since then, but that was such a short stint. You look, go to his, his more recent tenure, long-term tenure with the Padres. And he just did not really make much of an effort. And I don't know what happened there. Like, I don't know the full story, but the the two names that get lumped together in terms of who Padres fans wanted gone was Eric Meyer, uh, Eric Hosmer and Will Myers. Mm-hmm. But the reason, and I've, I've seen a bunch of, of commentary on this, and they said the reason that they didn't necessarily want Will Myers gone as badly is because he at least made an effort to, like, connect with fans and to make it known that like he wanted to be there. Eric Hosmer, from what I've researched and what Padres fans have told me, didn't do that. And so I don't know if that's going to, I mean, you're going to Chicago where you, that is a very intimate organization. That's a very intimate setting. I don't know if that approach is going to play in Chicago. And I think that he's going to hear about it like immediately if something doesn't happen in his favor. I don't hate what the Cubs are doing, though, to be honest with you. No, They're putting together all. a competitive lineup. They really are. Um, obviously, it's there's still a lot to do, and, and I don't think they're competing for the division, but they're going to be competitive. They finished strong last year, too. Yeah. You know, with everything going on, all the question marks, the Cubs finished strong. They're putting out a product that, like you're saying, Nate, on paper, you know, they're, 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 there's a solid enough group where it can go a couple ways. It could be... It could be mm-hmm. really bad. Trust me. If Belly is it's staying on the track that he's been on, right, Osmer, it it could be bad. But it's like if you know, why not? 
Can go what do you got to lose? Let me ask you. Let me ask you guys. Would you rather have a team that absolutely punts, does the rebuild, right? Exactly. Goes all in, or would you rather have a team like the 2023 Cubs? It appears that isn't going to compete for the division, but at least gives you watchable baseball. Because that's a uh, to me that's a legitimate question. Like, would you rather just throw in the towel and say? we're not doing anything of note this year or as a fan would you rather say if i'm going to watch 162 game 100 to 162 games i want to at least watch something that's competitive what as a fan what would you rather have cuz i feel like that's that's what a lot of fans for a lot of these clubs are are facing year in and year out go ahead Nate Give me the competitive stuff, man. It's like give me give me at least a chance. You know, you can see a team that's that's obviously not as talented as other teams out there, but if they get hot at the right time, you get a little magic going, you know? And you, you get you get some guys in there that are trying to get a second chance and try to recreate their career a little bit. Um, you know, you're you're throwing some lottery tickets at at Belly and Hosmer, but we'll see. And if you strike gold, do you flip those guys? Do you keep them and build around them? You know, it gives you options. But you see teams like, you know, the the Pirates and the Reds, and it's like, how long are you going to rebuild? How many times do you need to rebuild? Because it's the same story over and over. See, I think that's the key, is how much do you trust the rebuild that you're doing? And I know it's this can relate to me, like, being in Baltimore and, see, and, and going through it with the Orioles myself. I was... In the organization, when the team went from being the most competitive team the Orioles had been in five years and having the most wins in the American League over that five-year stretch, to then they were completely starting over. And for a fan base, those were the best five years that they've had with the team in 25, 30 years. And so you have to believe in the rebuild. And right now, people are starting to believe in the rebuild in Baltimore, and you're seeing the, the, the talent that's coming up. So I think that's, I would say, rebuild if you can have a, a blueprint of understanding. But if you're, you just brought up, Nate, if it's the Pirates where you're saying you're in a rebuild, but you don't see the direction coming. Like if the Orioles this year didn't do what they did and, and shocked the world and you saw this excitement, then this upcoming year would be kind of that teetering moment. Is it going to happen? Mm-hmm. But they answered the bell on that and... And for teams like the Pirates, it you're right. It's been the same thing over and over and over again. Um, because the rebuild, the hope, if you do it right, your team is going to be set moving forward. Right. And that then, therefore, makes you a competitive team again for the long term. But if, well, let's just all face Let's be honest. Baseball is more fun when it's competitive. So whichever way you can get that, yeah. you know. Not all, not all rebuilds are created equal. That unfortunately. Quick note on AJ Pollock, though. I mean, just hammers left-handed pitching. Um, you know, pretty solid defender as well. So it's like, why not? You know. Why not? Why not? They got some right-handed pop in that lineup, though. Between Suarez, Teoscar, France, sheesh. They're shaping to be pretty good. Let's not forget Colton Wong. I mean, that's yeah. Love that ad. M's Love that be ad. Looking pretty good. Twenty twenty three. Pretty pretty cool. Pretty pretty cool. Pretty. I'm looking forward to it. 
Looking forward to the M's and their magic that's in store for 2023. Uh, that about does it. I think that's all we got to cover uh, on this fine evening. Let's do. Let's get a time check. What time is it with all these time zones we got covered? I'm at 10:41 uh, p.m. 12:41 a.m. 12:41 Eastern a.m. Nate, you're what is that? Mountain time. Mountain time this time of year. Yeah. That confuses Arizona's, me so much, by the way. We're it's weird, not, bro. We're, well, we're the only ones with our head on straight. We don't change clocks. But, but it, it, you guys go <laughs> oh, from Pacific that's, that's to mountain. Yeah, half the year, half the year. Well, we don't change. So half the year we're on Pacific, matched up with California. Half the year we're matched up with mountain. That's so, so stupid. But it's only stupid because of the rest of the country. Because stupid. of everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like so, if, if everyone else just did what they're supposed to do, we'd all be fine. It's Yeah, I'll... I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. And it's uh, it's 7.42 out here. So, like, it's barely just past dinner time. So, time to go find some sea turtles. No, we've, 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 some night sharks. Bring the phone. No, no sharks be had out here. Uh, one last note here. Wanted to send some love to friend of the pod, Liam Hendricks. It was announced today. I think he, I think he announced on his own socials, and then it started making waves around the baseball world. Uh, was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, as we mentioned, friend of the pod. We had the opportunity to talk to him back. I think it was during that COVID stretch. COVID, Nate. yeah, yeah, like yeah. Right when the season was in limbo, or like before the season or after the season yeah it was it was when it was being still delayed i you know we yeah, tried to get to as many right. players yeah. as possible when just, but when they're deciding on whether or not they want to play but and, what an yeah. what an awesome dude like we've we've mentioned it countless times on here but liam is just that guy um his his family is like they're just awesome people um uh, they're good for good for baseball and just as i mentioned just good people all around they do so much charity work too i mean so they do much a lot charity of work stuff. just always looking to help people around them and it's not and yeah. it's not phony either like you talk to him for five minutes and you know that he and his family they're just down-to-earth people they're looking to help and they're just looking to make a difference in the world and this news obviously sucks but from even just the few hours that this news has been out, you you can see the kind of support that's that's rallying around him. Um, and so wishing the best to our guy Liam, and uh, hopefully we can see him back out on the mound sometime soon, just lighting it up, letting out just the loudest screams that you've ever seen from <laughs> a guy on a baseball field yeah. ever. Uh, but yeah, just a just a good dude, and hoping hoping for the best for him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Prayers out to the Hendricks family for sure. Prayers out. We hope to hope to see him on a on a fast recovery. Everyone, everyone's behind him. Uh, so that about does it for what we've got. You guys got anything else before we uh, hop out of here? This is the first first pod of the new year. It's I I did mention we'd probably miss the that first week of the new year, but here we are in the in the second week, closing out the second week. And uh, happens to also be the first first part of the new year. So glad and we're you... back. We're we're back. We're yeah. back. We, we was... were just talking about that. Like I'm it's a nice little uh, hiatus, but we're back. Can't speak for you guys, but I'm officially back for the long haul until when? What did I say? When? When am I? The World Baseball Classic. Yeah. Till death. Till till death. Till death does us part from this pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, World Baseball Classic, uh, it's in the works. We're we trying, we're trying, we're trying to make it work. I need it. I'm trying to I make need it work. It. Need the boys out here. 
Uh, I want to see Kyle on a golf course too. That would be you don't perfect. Want to see that. That's it's a waste of time. <laughs> Give the people what they want. A waste of everybody's time and money. Yeah, they don't want that. Trust me. <laughs> All right. Well, unless you guys got anything else, uh, I guess we can hop off here. Negative. Yep, uh, it was great seeing you guys. Thanks for uh, you know bringing my confidence down. I'm going to go work on a tan and uh, keep the beanies Come on going out here in 2023. All right, hey, I'll, I'll be right there. I'll, I'll hop up, hop on my sea turtle. All the way from us, the heart. Us, yeah. Ma- us Maui locals, we'd love to have you out here. We'd we'd love to have you. Yeah, you need Perfect. some you need some vitamins or something. We we gotta get that color back. I don't know what's going on over hey, there. Hey, twenty twenty three, I'm staying trendy and keeping the good vibes. So as always, guys, <laughs> great day to have a day. I'll see you next time. Hipster Ryan. I love it. Don't go chasing curveballs, folks. We love y'all, and as always looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.